What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around the world of... Oh, we like to say sports. This is Ben and Chris Talk Sports. But uh, it has been dry throughout the other leagues. Nothing in the NHL. Nothing in Major League Baseball. Nothing in the NBA. Nothing really noteworthy. Uh, a... a, a a backup catcher getting traded or released really isn't worth a, a slot on the show. No, that's one no. once a week. So we kind of try to cover the biggest stories. And once again, this week, that's all NFL. Uh, I mean, it, it's, 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 there's some, some interesting news and notes. Uh, one that's going to make Ben very happy. Uh, yes. And, and yes. Gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep him. I'm going to keep him corralled. Cause we don't need a 20 minute Carson when sucks diatribe. Carson deserves it. But for the sake of all you out there, I want to make sure he stays controlled. Uh, we're going to get into a, a a little bit of a prediction. If the playoffs started today, what Ben and I feel the outcome would be. We did go over this before the show. A lot of times we do it live, but uh, we picked some different answers. So it would be kind of tough, you know, while the show is being recorded to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, you uh, the, the second seed and then the, the, the seventh seed and then the fourth seed and so we we decided to do it ahead of time and document that uh, before we actually started recording to save you all a bunch of dead air and be a right. bunch of editing. So, and uh, yeah, and then and Banker Tank, Banker Tank, another banner week for Ben. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to pile on him yet. I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, and how much he pisses me off throughout the course of the show is, but how bad he'll get it. So it's in your hands, my friend. All but right. first of all. <laughs> The New York Jets, and that alone incites laughter throughout the league, just saying it. And Jets fans, I'm honestly sorry. I know you're a real passionate bunch. You, know, I'm a Patriots fan. I am. I'm a football fan as well, and as a football fan, I really do feel for you. Although every Jets fan I know at this point is like, don't win a game. Screw it. Give us the number one pick. We don't, at this point, it's not worth it. They had their first win in the bag Sunday. In the bag, they I, I, the Vegas. I think, your, <laughs> I think your quote is perfect. The one, the same one you say every time on this situation, Chris. What's that? They snatched. Oh, defeat. they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. This is this is this is the antithesis. Classic, classic. They had a four point lead against the L.A. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I'm, there's so many teams I moved. Uh, uh, I get confused. Lucky I can call them Oakland again. Las Vegas Raiders with, God, what was it? It had to be 20, 25 seconds left. All they had to do, if that much, if that much time, I mean, it was, it was barely any time on the clock. The Raiders had a chance, a couple of plays, a couple of bombs. Oh, ridiculous blitz. They should have never, ever, ever tried the second to the last play of the game. And Carr almost got it to the receiver. Almost got it to him. The very next play, what do the Jets do? All-out blitz. They send seven in a situation where all they had to do was make sure. They're up by four. They just had to make sure the Raiders don't score a touchdown. David Carr hits a wide open running down the sideline. Henry Ruggs the third. <laughs> and the Jets go to 0-12. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. And, and a lot of times, even when teams are trying to tank, they make it look respectable. The Jets did essentially 
the most obvious flop job you could possibly do on Sunday to give the Raiders the lead back. And I see nobody call him on it. I, did, didn't I uh, see something earlier in the drive or the previous drive where the running back, I texted, I texted it to you uh, as the game was just firmly slipping out of the clutches of the New York Jets. Didn't they uh, have a running back running out of bounds? Oh, yeah. Uh, on the previous yeah. drive? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm pretty sure that they, they – it was – Trying to run out the clock, and they run out of bounds when they didn't have to. It's – it's it's Yeah, the, the running back on, on, on fourth – on third down runs left end. And they didn't have time. I like. I don't understand. They didn't have a time. Like the the Raiders used their third timeout on second and seven. Uh, maybe time just. Uh, it must have been a misprint then, because the time elapsed makes sense. Look, can we like, agree this is the Jets blowing the game intentionally? The intentionally, Jets. this is the Jets saying, "Oh my God, I didn't think we'd be in position to win this game." Well, you saw you saw who got fired after the game. Yeah, after the game, after just astounding mediocrity as a head coach. Was it Adam Gase? No, 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 no. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator. Now, I had no love for Greg Williams. And you can go back and look at his history and, and figure out why. Maybe you love him if you do. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe send us a message on one of our forms of social media and let us know why. Uh, but he's not exactly a lovable character uh, or not even really respectable, honestly. So I have no, you know, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. Even even Adam Gase, it's not because I don't want him to have a job or employment. It's because he's just bad at his job. Go work yeah. somewhere else. Get a job somewhere else. That's fine, dude. You're a bad football coach. But I'm not going to cry, you know, any, any tears for Greg Williams. But how? How? After just sucking professionally his entire head coaching career, the Dolphins are smart enough to get him out of there and get a real coach in there. How are the Jets, who are just abysmal on an epic scale? I mean, I've never seen a team look like they're allergic to winning like this team. Even the, NFC, have- even the NFC East, even the Philadelphia Eagles aren't this bad. And, and, and Adam Gase, I have not heard one word about him being on a hot seat. It's absolutely uh, absurd. No. It's absurd. There's more rumors about... Uh, Doug Peterson getting axed out yeah. of Philadelphia, and he has a Super Bowl ring a few years back. So, I think if if you're into the conspiracy theory that they're purposely trying to to lose, like this is this is legit. You you are designing plays to lose, and then Greg Williams is your scapegoat to prove. That you're not trying to lose, he just did a dumb play. Just own it, man. I, I get the league doesn't want pe- teams tanking. Just own it that you suck, that you're terrible. You're keeping Adam Gase because you want to keep the players from having some inspired win. They're just bad. They're just, they're just, there's, you could think of any adjective to describe this team. They're just bad. They're bad, and they have no, no desire to win. 
Adam Gase came out, was it this week or last week, admitting that he failed to develop Sam Darnold. Why does he still have his job when he admits that? Yeah, what was, what was Sam Darnold, the third or fourth overall pick? And, oh, man, I couldn't help this guy at all. I put him in the worst possible positions. I failed him as a coach and as a leader. Oh, by the way, the new running back that you guys brought in right before I got hired, I chased him away. Uh, Jamal Adams, who was one of the best when he was in New York, uh, it may not have been Gase, but it was certainly upper management, the GM and ownership, uh, chased him away. Like, Robbie Anderson. How is this still uh, an official team? Robbie Anderson got out as soon as he could, got a nice contract from Carolina. There was not even a, a hint no. of even bringing him back. No, no interest. And look, I, I, Teddy Bridgewater is a great story. Yeah. He, he's not exactly the most precise pocket passer. I'm a, I'm a Teddy fan. Don't get me wrong. But look what look what he's been able to do uh, with with um, with Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> you had a guy who could catch. And then you have guys like, even like Jamison Crowder or Mims. If you put Robbie Anderson, you put those three together, and you can bring in a competent quarterback next year, you got a pretty decent offense. Oh, hell yes. But this is this team cannot get out of its own way. I I I don't I don't profess to be an expert in in, in in offensive schemes or payroll or anything or understanding any of that. But when I look at these numbers now, mind you, the touchdowns are down on his career average. But he's about to eclipse his career yards uh, yards, and he's about to eclipse his targets, and he's already eclipsed his receiving uh, receptions in a single season. Then that's Robbie Anderson. And they got four games left to add on to all that. Like, I, I I don't understand how you can let this talented of a guy, which we admit he's a talented guy. He's not a number one, but heck, you put him on a you put him on a team with a, a DeAndre Hopkins. You put him on a team with a, a Julio Jones, a, da- a Devontae Adams, who's not going to command a lot of of money and not a lot of attention. He's going to prosper, and and look what he's doing on this team. Uh, imagine if they get a, a high end receiver on Carolina to add to Teddy Bridgewater and probably the best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it it just tells you that the world difference between what Carolina is building with Matt rule and just resetting the franchise this off season and what the jets are. And I have no other words for the jets. Teams that teams last couple seasons have proved with good drafting, picking up good pieces in free agency, you can turn a team from really bad to, all right, you know what? This is a solid team that has a chance. Buffalo is proving that right now. Miami is proving that right now. I know they've struggled a bit, the Cardinals, and they're not exactly where I thought they would be at this point. But they're still a team that's capable of going out there and putting a hurting on just about anybody. They have that ability. And they were a joke two years ago. It's, 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 it's like even, even the Bengals, the Bengals had uh, one win with Joe Burrow, two wins with Joe Burrow, but you didn't, they weren't a laughing stock because you're like, okay, 
this team is they're going to come around. They have the uh, capability to put up some points and do some damage. You just, you don't, you look at the Jets and you're like, hopeless. Even if they play well, I mean, they have talent. There's teams with less talent who are doing more right now. Sam Donald is not a clown. Under a good head coach that could develop him, Sam Darnold could be a competent quarterback. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but he could be a competent quarterback. But you can't get that because Adam Gase is as inept as they come. And somehow he is still there. He is still destroying that team. Like I said, any Jets fan I know is kind of almost pulling for an 0-16 season. They're like, hey, let us let us at least have that kind of record. Uh, let us have the first overall pick. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence you know, or Justin Fields. Won't not won't decide to not come out, and we'll get one of them at least. Um, I feel bad for the players. Yeah, I was watching NFL Red Zone. The players were psyched because they got out the Schneid. They got that first win, and there's a couple of games they probably could have won that they 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 choked away. Yeah, which came down to bad play calling, which Gase has also admitted he dropped the ball on, which is why he gave up some of his uh, um, duties to other members of the coaching staff, and now those other members of the coaching staff end up getting fired. So who's gonna have him? And he's still there. I it's, mean, it's 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 I, 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 this team it. needs a complete rebuild. <laughs> Unfortunately, you yeah. can't hire a new owner, or Jets fans might have a chance. That's what they really need. Is but we we talked about that before. They're top down. They're bad. Um, but how, I mean, how you can give up all the responsibilities to other coaches you want all you want. But if you keep firing them, then who's going to who's going to reabsorb that those responsibilities? It's going to be Adam Gates. So he can not be the offensive coordinator for a week or two, but eventually he's just going to can that guy, and then he'll be the offensive coordinator again, and he'll be doing stupid plays and bad play calling, and it's going to be the same stuff. He'll be zero and sixteen, and what's going to happen? Ready prediction, Chris. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence go back to school. <laughs> if I were either one of them, I would. Uh, they're going to both go back. So Ad- Adam Gase is a generic brand Bill O'Brien. He's like great value Bill O'Brien. Yes. That's that's completely accurate. And All right, let's 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 do what the Jets should do and move on from, from uh, Adam absolutely. Gase. Absolutely. Big news, uh something we talked about quite extensively last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts came in to, uh, you know, take over for Carson Wentz this past Sunday. Wentz had struggled again mightily. Uh, Hurts came in and looked pretty good. Doug Peterson came out and said, Jalen Hurts is starting this weekend. They're going to see what they have with him. Uh, I think he would have to absolutely tank to not be named the permanent starter the rest of the season. Uh, I think it would also be a bad move for them to name him the starter if they weren't prepared to have him be the starter at least the rest of the season. They don't have much else to lose. They're not going anywhere with Wentz. This guy needs to change the scenery. He needs a different coaching staff. He needs someone. He needs a, uh, a Sean McVay, honestly. I think if he it was is. in Jared Goff's situation, he might be okay, number one, because he has far better receivers. Right. But two, uh, this guy... He's okay when he's on the run, although he's a little bit injury prone, so he shouldn't do that too much, as we discussed also. He needs a guy who can really 
kind of just lead the offense for him. He he doesn't have the ability to read the defenses the way he should and, and make change at the line of scrimmage. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Drew Brees. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Not even not even attempting to even touch those names. He just, I don't know. Just the Eagles didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. They, they had to do this if they want any chance of not only not having a riot in the city of Philadelphia with their fans, but making the playoffs as bad as they've played. They're still in striking distance for the postseason because this vision is so bad. I'm trying not to take a fake lap on this one. I'll be, I'll take a slight one. He is he is awful. He needs to go to a franchise where he can sit for a year behind. I, it doesn't matter if it's a second year second year player or a ten year veteran. He needs to sit behind somebody, regain his composure, regain his confidence. Try to be somewhere where he's not the guy and just understand the game of football and how it's played. And then maybe he can start to inch his way back into a starting role somewhere in the right situation, a good running back, a good tight end, adequate wide receivers, adequate offensive line. Which, by the way, it's not that's not too far off from what the Eagles are. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. Their offensive line has been destroyed by injury, so they do right. not have an adequate offensive line right now. But everything else you just mentioned, adequate receivers. The receivers are healthy now. Wentz still isn't performing. They have an outstanding running back. And Boston Scotch – Boston Scotch. <laughs> Boston – Yeah, right. I swear I haven't been drinking. Boston Scott is no slouch at backup. I mean, he's he's a nice. It almost reminds me almost of like an Austin Eckler when Eckler was to back up to Melvin Gordon in San um San Diego than L.A. So, once has some of these things now. Uh, I think the problem comes down to coaching. I, I said it last week. Doug Peterson has no offensive creativity. He had an all-star offensive line and a great running game the year they went to the Super Bowl and won. He won with the shell of the team that was left behind for him. And when it came time for him to develop his own offense, do his own thing, couldn't do it. Doesn't have the creativity, doesn't have the mind for it. And Carson Wentz doesn't have the ability to take up uh, the slack for him and make it work. He, oh, he just doesn't. He's a more mobile Kirk Cousins. Yes. And unfortunately, it's like if you swapped, let's, let's say you swap Kirk Cousins and, and Carson Wentz right now. Yeah, Carson would be having a better, better season, and Kirk Cousins would just—he would look even worse than he does on occasions. Like this, this would be a Philadelphia Eagles team that would not even be even sniffing the playoffs. No, <laughs> and that's saying something about this division. Uh I, I'm just personally, as a Patriots fan, I want no part of him coming to the Patriots, even as a backup. He has opportunity to recoup his career, but I'll will t- tell you what, if he doesn't take a shot a shot of humble pie, he he's not going to last much longer. How do you take a shot of pie? Uh, 
you, you put it in a syringe and you take it. You know what? I, I get it was the wrong phrase, but I can respect the fact you at least had an answer for that. So we'll let yeah. it, we'll, we'll roll with it. We'll roll well, with it. Look, I'll, I'll own any mistake I make, <laughs> and I'll try to make it work. Uh, Carson just only the Eagles said that. <laughs> he he just he just needs to to go, and I think it'd be better for the franchise. I understand financially it might not be better, but it'd be better for the franchise to just move on this off season. Move in with Hertz and and just move forward. I just have one question. Shoot, Lane Johnson, you still having fun? Nah, I don't think he is. Is it worth it? Running your mouth about the Patriots? Yeah, I'm gonna be a homer right now. You're running your mouth about the Patriots. Patriots ways this and this and this. Okay, buddy. Okay, your team got one, and they fell apart after that. Literally fell apart. And they facing every same problems multiple teams have faced and come back from it. Doug Peterson is like uh, the, <laughs> the the cool dad uh, at, at the Little League game who coaches all the oldest kids. Like, yeah, okay, okay cool. You're going to win because everybody's there is four years old and everybody else. But wait till next year when you get all the youngest players again. Right. And it might be a bad analogy, but now now the analogy is he has all the youngest players, hence he's putting his own team together. And, oh, it's not so much fun to be everybody's friend now, is it, Doug? How many got to be a coach? You got to be an a-hole. Well, we're kind of finding out you don't got it, dude. Maybe a great coordinator. But, I mean, you still got a ring. Yeah. And I knew people who insisted the Eagles had a dynasty. They had a dynasty. They had the best quarterback in the game for the next 10 years. They had this, they had that. And I admit, the way they played the year they won the Super Bowl, at the time, it was kind of hard to say, oof, I don't know. Although their starting quarterback didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you figured the way he played when he got injured, he was going to come back and just pick up where he left off. Because that team, they were trying to build that team around him. And it just didn't work out. I mean, this is why it's so hard to win. This is why teams that go on runs... It's so impressive. Teams like Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, teams that faced a lot of adversity this year. And, yeah, okay. So, New England's not necessarily in the playoffs right now. We'll get to that later. But they just blew out, absolutely blew out the third-ranked offense in the league. The NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate, Justin Herbert, and he should win hands down. And this team is back to 500. Good teams win because of a culture. They know how to win. Yeah, the Patriots would be better if they had everybody who wasn't on the COVID list, everybody who didn't opt out. But they don't. So they make do with what they have. They don't make a bunch of excuses and just call the same generic 15 plays. Although they did do that for a few games, which is why they got blown out. Oh, that's last why, game, it was very similar throughout that, the that's why, game. Yeah, that's why San Fran blew their doors off because the Patriots had about four plays that game and it wasn't working. But good teams adapt next man up. There's a reason certain franchises that have people in the right spots don't – they may have years that are less successful, but they don't have abysmal, completely embarrassing seasons. Right. The Eagles are three years removed from the Super Bowl. And they're not even first place in the NFC East. We're going on the week 14. And the first place team has five wins. 
something went terribly wrong here. Oh, yes. They, they, they relied all their hope on Carson Wentz developing, and it just didn't come to fruition. That's all there is to it. And I think your, your point about teams kind of navigating rough waters is, is accurate. It's just even in down years, you, you have franchises, whether they, they can coach up players um, and develop them faster or in the case of, of Pittsburgh can just draft talented wide receivers like they pluck it off of a tree. Like it's nothing to them. And that's, that's, that's where successful teams really thrive is they find out what they're good at. The Patriots, they'll coach up, you know, uh, the 52nd player up to the, the first player on the roster. They'll coach them up as much as they can get out as much as they can. The Ravens play incredible defense and they can, no matter what year it is, they typically have this stout defense that'll get them into the playoffs. The Steelers, they just draft well. Kansas City's offense for the past, I don't know, half decade is, is becoming just a video game. That, this is what successful long-term teams do they just uh, new orleans there there. Nor- oh my apologies new, new orleans, orleans yeah we don't want to just go afc new orleans yeah i mean they 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 have built something with with drew Brees and sean payton and could it can it extend farther we don't know but for right now yeah they've had their window and they've built it around drew Brees, and now they've developed other players and they've added them into it it's what good teams do. They just find out what they do well. And that's, you know, the, the Eagles couldn't, can't figure it out. The Jets can't figure it out. Jacksonville had it. And then they just did what the Jets did. They, or they did what the Eagles did. They just fell apart and could not, could not tread through rough waters for a season, season and a half and just, it's the same thing happened to the Eagles, too. Uh, not the Eagles, uh, the Falcons. Up to the peak, and then they fell hard and just couldn't tread water, couldn't get couldn't get over that hump, find that one thing they do real well and really execute it to the best of their abilities. And that's, that's the difference between the elites and just the average. Now, I, I do just want to say before we move on to, to the uh... – the Washington and Pittsburgh game yesterday. Because, I mean, we talked a little bit about New England before. I don't know how far we have to go into that. There wasn't really much of a story. I just I thought it was an impressive win. Yeah. Um, it, it's not all doom and gloom, Eagles fans. I know everything we just said. And I know it's not coming down on you hard. Oh, not you. I mean, you're going to love the team you love. It's not your fault. Right. <laughs> uh, trust me. I was a fan of many, many very, very, very poor Patriots teams. Bad Patriots teams. Before... Thankfully, Mo Lewis, you know, not thankfully for Bledsoe getting hurt, but that fateful hit on the sideline that brought Tom Brady in the game and, you know, the last 20 years of history. You're not going to have any changes at coach right now or a whole change in culture overnight. Where you have hope is if Jalen Hurts has the mental capacity, the, the, the game intelligence to improvise in ways that Carson Wentz does not appear to, you have talent on this offense. 
Travis Fulgham came out of nowhere and was the story for the Eagles over the first, I don't know, whenever he started playing for a good four or five weeks. And he stopped using them. Jalen Rakers looked good. You have your tight ends back. Uh, you have Miles Sanders and, and Boston Scotch. Uh, you have talent. So it, if Hertz can come in and has the sense to be able to improvise in ways that Wentz doesn't, you're not going to be in bad shape. You can still win this division, as crazy as it sounds. And here's the thing about your defense. It's not that bad. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, top tier. But if you have a smart quarterback and an efficient offense, it's good enough to win. You got a good secondary, a real good defensive line. And I think they only struggle because Wentz in that offense keeps putting them in bad spots. And no matter how good a defense is, you keep them out there and put them put their back to the wall over and over and over again. They get tired, and they're going to give up big plays, going to give up points. It's going to happen. So yeah. best thing you can hope is Doug Peterson Eagles are committed to have Jalen Hurts, at least for the remainder of this season, to be the number one, to be the starter, and that this kid's really got something. If he's as good as advertised, you got a shot, and you got a good shot. If they drafted Carson Wentz 2.0, it's going to be a long last four games. All I'd say, and and this uh, note is, they they look and see what they have from Jalen. Jalen's a little, he has an arm. He's a little inaccurate on the downfield throws. You might have to go Lamar Jackson on this and go all in on reforming the offense around Jalen Hurts and what he can do. You can do a little bit more in the passing game than with what what Baltimore's done with Lamar Jackson. One, because you have better wide receivers. Uh, And two, he's got a little bit more passer in him than Lamar did. I just don't know if they're going to have that that foresight in the offseason to say, we got to go all in. If we're going to go, we're going to go all in. And two, is Doug Peterson willing to go all in on Jalen Hurts? Because it could be, it could be you know, Baltimore Ravens last year, or it could be what potentially we could see in Baltimore Ravens next year. If this, if this Ravens trend continues where the offense just continues to progress. I personally would just bounce Doug Peterson. I understand three years ago he was in the Super Bowl, but I'd bounce him, bring in someone who's willing to go all in with Jalen Hurts. And with the idea that if it doesn't work with Jalen, you're building an offense that you could literally pluck a quarterback out of college right now that has similar skill sets. Because honestly, there's a lot that have sk- similar skill sets to what Jalen Hurts is is going to be able to do, and I think that's that's a good prospect for the Eagles to to go with. It's just do they have the do they want to go all in on Jalen Hurts, and is Doug Peterson willing to do that? And I don't know if he is. I'll tell you this, and you you already stated this though. If Hurts comes out and goes, 
three and one in the last four games, even two and two. Bo looks really, really, really good. Uh, as aggravated as Eagles management and owner, not management, ownership. Who's the owner, Jeffrey Lurie? I think so. Yeah. You look at him when the game's going on, he does not look happy. If Jalen Hurts comes out and performs at a high level, Doug Peterson says, I don't know, Carson might be my guy. Guess what? It ain't going to be Doug Peterson's call anymore. It's going to be the next guy's call because he's going to be out. They're going to try to find a trade partner for Wentz. With that contract, good luck. But they're going to they're gonna try. Probably not. They're, they won't cut him because it's a $50 million cap if they cut him. Right. Uh, but at that point, it's like, I believe you said last episode, you kind of take that on the chin and say, all right, well, we have a cheap quarterback for the next two, two, two to three years anyway, so I guess the dead cap is kind of like, like paying him anyway, so let, let's give that a shot and let's just try the best we can with what we have. Bring in somebody who can improvise, somebody creative. Maybe their best bet. You you got I, I in my personal belief you got a better number one receiver in in potential in Jalen Rager over Hollywood Brown and no offense to Hollywood Brown with the Baltimore Ravens but he hasn't really shown too much as a number one or number two receiver to kind of help with the tight end issue that has been happening in Baltimore I understand Zach Ertz is probably going to be moving on because he wants his contract and the Eagles aren't going to give it. But there is a lot of good. And you pointed out Travis Fulcom. Look, he's an undrafted kid, right? He's undrafted, right? Yeah, I believe so. It's like, so he's he's one of those cheap value players that you can move forward with and, and have an, an offense that is tied together around not a player, but a style. That way you can insert a different quarterback down the road if if Jalen Hurts isn't the answer. If you uh, have – yeah. Fulgham was actually drafted in the sixth round last year by the Detroit Lions. So they probably have him under some minimum contract. Yeah, I would assume. But I, I just think – the next evolution of, of building these offenses, because I think the first first evolution was, well, there's two. There's there's Patrick Mahomes, but he's an anomaly. I think we agree on that one. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you have Lamar Jackson. That's the 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 new style offense where you built it completely around the the quarterback. And we saw what happened when you don't have Lamar Jackson. That's you know, either RG three, who's not as good as he was as a you know a, a slightly younger player, and then Chase McSorley, who is just garbage. I think the next iteration will be make the offense around a type of quarterback, and that's you know a Jalen Hurts, a Lamar Jackson, although Lamar's slightly better. Um, that that versatile, mobile quarterback that can get out on the edges, a Kyler Murray, and you make it about a style of, of, of quarterback. Like you used what they you used to that that remember that that six four, six five quarterback stand in the pocket, can pinpoint a pass, you know, either either, you know, first level, second level, but has that pocket presence to kind of shift and move, but has no mobility. That was that standard for what, 
20, 30 years. You just extract Tom Brady to a T. Right. Uh, <laughs> Great moving in the pocket, but couldn't run to save his life. So, but now this is that next move into this is our style. Cause you see all these kids coming out and they're not all the same. I'm not, I'm not painting them with a broad brush. They're not all the same. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. They're not all the same as, as Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. They're, but they're all similar. And if you can build those offenses around that theory of a player, now you have something. So this, you mentioned, you just mentioned uh, how much the, the Ravens look different without Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson missing that game might have been the best thing for him. I think a lot of people were questioning if the Ravens' problems were was with him this year. I think it's very clear after watching that one game with him, they're only respectable on offense this year because of Lamar Jackson. So it's almost like a Dak Prescott getting hurt in Dallas. It's unfortunate he got hurt. But you saw how that offense was rolling with Dak in there, and the minute he left, they were a laughingstock. They were a joke. He Lamar makes that team and that offense run and tick the same way Dak does in Dallas. So Lamar actually missing that game might have made him a lot of money down the road. True. All right. So we thought it'd be fun to take a look at the current state of the playoffs, AFC and NFC, uh, and kind of predict if the playoffs started today, what would happen? Now we're not going to deep dive on every single game because this will be a four hour show. Maybe give you an answer. Who's going to win and, and, and why sentence or two, three, and then move on. Nothing ridiculous, nothing crazy. Uh, we went all the way from the wild card round to the Super Bowl. We both selected a Super Bowl champion we believe would win if the playoffs started today. So uh, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, we're going to do that. And, and don't forget, this is the first year of seven playoff teams in each conference with one bye week. So teams two through seven will all play wildcard weekend, and only the first team in each conference will get the bye. So in the AFC, Pittsburgh, despite losing to Washington, uh, which we didn't really get into, but I mean, well, it happens. So we'll, you know, good for Washington, good, good for Alex Smith, great story. Uh, really, it's hard hard to not root for that guy, but. Pittsburgh has the bye, number one. KC's two, they'd be facing the Colts. Buffalo's three, they'd be facing division rival Miami. Tennessee's four, be facing the... <laughs> All of a sudden, really, really good-looking Cleveland Browns. How much I did this past weekend, which was an interesting game. So, obviously Pitt moves on. Kansas City, Indy, who you got? Kansas City, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, think same here. Any teams no. that are gonna beat them? <laughs> no, uh, it takes a special set of circumstances, I think, for KC to lose. Uh, Buffalo, Miami. I'm gonna take Buffalo. I'm uh, taking Buffalo uh, too. Yeah, it's it's a year 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 too early for Miami. Yeah, I, think I, I love that. love what Flores is doing. Well, not as a Patriots fan, as a football fan, I love what Flores is doing down there. But yeah, they're a little bit just a few years behind the Bills. Tennessee, Cleveland. Cleveland. I got to see them do it in the playoffs first. This is where we're going to part. This is their, our first departure. I'm going Tennessee. I'm more, shaky on Tennessee. I'm just. Yeah. I don't know. I After get this, it. I get this it. This weekend, I would, I'm just. God, you stopped Derrick Henry and they're nothing. I've seen Tannehill come back, though. 
and that offense, there's some it talent. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know. That would be a toss-up. There was a breaking um, point. We, we talked about it um, on Sunday. There was a breaking point that interception off the hands of Adam Humphreys turned the game back into the favor of um, – who would they face? Cleveland. 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 Oddly enough. Uh, that, that turned the game right there because th- – Tennessee could have drove down, closed that gap, continue to close that gap. They came out, scored a touchdown, and then three and out on, on Cleveland. Like, yeah, they made a statement. It. So I'm just saying, like, show me something, Tennessee. Show me something. I'm kind of saying the same for Cleveland. Not in the regular season. Cleveland has a tendency to disappear at times. This will be the biggest stage that franchise has been on in a long time. This game will be huge. So, oh yeah. So I, 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 as much as I love Nick Chubb, and I'd be, I'd be fine, especially if the Pats don't make it because they're currently not in the playoffs right now. He'd be one of the guys I'd be rooting for. Uh, I, I just, I have to see them perform. I have to see Baker Mayfield not blow up on a big stage. Because to this day, a big game that matters. I've not seen him show up. True. I'm not talking Monday Night Football against a team that's four games under 500 on a big stage. I'm talking big stage, playoffs. They're going to have one of those with Pittsburgh down the road. A couple within, I think, next week or the week after. Where it could be, if things fall right, for the division, the leading the division. So, let's see in that game if, if Mr. I Thrive when no one expects me to, Baker Mayfield can show up. Or if he falls again. Well, Charles Woodson just needs to be there to inspire him. I don't know if he's available that day. We'll see. All right, we're going to finish the AFC and then move on to the NFC. So, you pick Casey, Buffalo, and Cleveland. So that would mean Pittsburgh faces the Cleveland Browns. Who you got there? Pittsburgh. Clear them out. Yeah, yeah. I had Tennessee, so I have Pitt versus Tennessee. Uh, I went Tennessee. Wow. The way they can run the ball. Pittsburgh hasn't shown a whole lot of not. Pittsburgh can't run. And if you can get to Roethlisberger, which Tennessee's pass rush isn't great. And oddly enough, the offensive line for Pittsburgh seems really good, and they just still can't run the ball. I don't know what's going on. That's very weird. But uh, I, I think it's... I think it's a game. You hand the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times and say, do what you did last year, big boy. And if he can do it, especially with uh, the, the key linebackers and key defensive players Pittsburgh's missing, they got a shot. KC and Buffalo. We both Kansas picked that City. game. Kansas City. I'm going Buffalo. This is – this – I know it – Kansas City's defense is good. Uh – I just don't feel they're elite. Well, they're uh, not. Yeah, they're, they're not. not. <laughs> I know. But the way they played earlier in the season, there was an argument. They played real good earlier in the season. But this is a team, at times, Kansas City, and I know that offense can explode and can go nuts, and they did a few weeks ago at Tampa Bay. They score in bunches. And if you can kind of they, – they go on one of those scoring streaks and you can kind of stop them before they get to that 17, 21, 24, 31-point quarter, they kind of go back on their shell a little bit and, and, and don't really know what to do. 
if you can hit him in the mouth, hit him early, cause a couple turnovers. We know Buffalo's defense can do that. Uh, you know, I think they can win. And it's also possible Buffalo is just the moment's too big for him again. The city wins by 40. But I'm going to pick Buffalo in that situation. So you have Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Who wins the AFC? Pittsburgh. 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 I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo going to the Super Bowl, doing the same thing they did. Yeah, theoretically, to Kansas City, scoring on them early, frustrating them. Tannehill can't mount a comeback. Kind of the opposite of what happened last year in that game between them. I can see Buffalo beating Pittsburgh, no problem. I can absolutely see that. I think the matchup, the way it potentially could line up is if they get KC, I just don't think they can beat KC. It's one of those, I think this team can beat this team, but they can't beat this team. It's like, it's this is going to be all about matchups. Which is what makes this so fun and where we, where we think, you know, teams end up because absolutely, absolutely said there's certain teams I think have a chance against KC uh, or Pittsburgh, excuse me, where if they face KC, it would just be no way. But Pittsburgh, I think could be Kansas city. So it, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I don't know. It, it's, it's Cleveland, Cleveland why they play the games, right? Cleveland drops one seed or one seed to the six seed faces Buffalo. They're getting cleaned out. This, oh yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah. it's just that yeah. simple. They're going to get cleaned out, and then Miami and Tennessee. That'd be a heck of a game. I still think Tennessee, and I, I would think Tennessee would win that. So, it, it's just about matchups. But you want to move on to NC? Yeah. So just uh, the rehash. Ben has Pittsburgh in the AFC, the Super Bowl. I have Buffalo. Okay. NFC. New Orleans has the bye. We have number two seed Green Bay against the Vikings. The Rams against the. Uh, Tampa Bay Tom Brady's and the uh, New York Giants <clears throat> against the Seahawks in a home game where Seattle has to fly to New York. Okay. So Green Bay, Minnesota, who you got? Green Bay. I got Dalvin Cook going nuts and upsetting the Packers and Lambeau. And that's the only way it happens, by the way. Kirk Cousins doesn't beat him. Dalvin Cook does. Yes. Rams, Bucks. Well, I'm pretty sure they faced. Yeah, they did face each other. They did, yeah. The and I'm pretty sure the Rams beat them. They did. So it'll be a repeat. The Rams will beat the Bucks. I think so too. The Bucks look less and less convincing every week out. We'll see how they come off the bye week this coming weekend. But yeah, they did. They have not looked good right lately. Uh, Giants, Seahawks. The New York Football Giants. That'd be something. And if it hadn't been for this previous weekend where the Giants actually beat the Seahawks, <laughs> I'd say you were crazy. But uh, you know, I, I you got a point there. Um, I just I can't see it happening twice. I can't see Russell Wilson flopping in the playoffs, especially if he does get some people healthy, back healthy. I go Seattle in that game. Okay, so. That means number one New Orleans in Ben's bracket. Number one New Orleans against the New York Football Giants. Yeah, that's that's pretty simple. New Orleans <laughs> yeah, just yeah. wipes them out. Yeah, and I have New Orleans against number seven Minnesota, and I I go New Orleans there as well. There's no Stefan Diggs to bail out the Vikings this time, so it's going to be yeah. We both have New Orleans at this point. Uh, Green Bay against the Rams. Uh, 
And Green Bay will win. Green Bay wins. I have the Rams against the Seahawks, and I will pick Seattle to win that game. Division game. It'll be good. It'll be ugly. It'll be like 16 to 15, but it'll be the Rams. Excuse me, the Seahawks. And in the NFC Championship for you, New Orleans and Green Bay. Going to go Green Bay on this one. Oof, okay. I have New Orleans and Seattle. I have New Orleans beating Seattle with a healthy Drew Brees back from his injury. And as you have, Super Bowl, Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Who you got? Well, Chris, this is a repeat of, I don't remember which Super Bowl it is, but it, it, it was a few years back. It's Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl appearance, anyone. But Ben Roethlisberger is going to come in with his young wide receiver core and tear Aaron Rodgers' heart out of his body. Because I just don't think... Okay, well... I know, a little graphic, but I wanted to add a little spice to it, Chris. That is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think if the Packers make it that far, the Steelers won't be much of a challenge for them, honestly. But it's your bracket, not mine. I have the Buffalo Bills against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, as good as Buffalo's been, I think they're a team that's just a few years, maybe even only a year away from having the maturity and experience to win a game like this. I have the New Orleans Saints winning the Super Bowl, and Drew Brees rides off in the sunset with his second Lombardi and retires, one of the greatest of all time. And then... Good luck with your quarterback situation, New Orleans. But that's that's neither here nor there. I'm not, so, I'm not even gonna get in that one. No, no, because we're we're uh, we're about ready to start banker tank, and we don't need a we don't need a repeat of a few episodes ago where we went back and forth for about ten minutes on on the validity of Taysom Hill. I do agree with you. He is not a permanent starting quarterback. I I 100 agree. Uh, yeah. So. I thought that would be fun. That would, you know, we're going to go, actually, when the playoff bracket is actually set after week 17, we're going to run through it again a little bit more in depth. That'll probably be most of an episode. Uh, we thought it would be a fun little exercise to kind of go through and see if it ended today. And then we can kind of review it and, and see how wrong we are in a few weeks. See how accurate I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> if your accuracy is any indication, then, then Banker Tank should be your thing. So let's start that. Banker Tank, week 14, week 13 preview first. Ben, with all of his bravado, went 2-1-4. and four. Right. I went 4-2. and two. Yeah. Another victory over Ben, just another victory. Uh, not only Banker Tank destroyed him in fantasy football. Destroyed this- him in fantasy football. And actually, somehow, despite more injuries than the Philadelphia Eagles on my team, have made the playoffs. This Just as my team's possible. better than it has been all year. So things are looking up. This quite possibly could have been my worst fantasy football year. I, as far as when we've been playing together, we've yeah. been playing together for a long, long time. We've been playing fantasy football in the same league for, yeah, the one we're in now is, what, 10 or 12 years old. And even yeah. before that, we back before it was on, online, we've been playing in the same league since it was pen and paper. I've never seen you had a year this poor. Nothing went right. It was, even, and you had good players. It's just it, nothing went right. 
even my Le'Veon Bell injury after week six season a few years back where I was yeah. and it just went downhill. Even that, I had a nice glimmer of hope in that beginning part of the season. This has just been – It's been abysmal, abysmal from the word go. And I, 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 needed, I, to, I, I, I needed to beat you to make the playoffs and have, uh, unfortunately, Tammy, uh, number one fan of the show uh, and defending champion last, from last season, had to have her lose. She did. Uh, so it sucks on that front, but uh, I kind of got to root for my own team in that instance. So I will be in the playoffs probably. I am the four seed. I'll be facing the best team in the league. So cross your fingers for me. I'll let you know how it turns out. Tammy Deagle, three and three. I don't know if I said that already. Ben has an overall record of 33 and 45. I have an overall record of 43 and 35, which still, I say it every week, I'm like a broken record. I could not play. Ben could go 6-0, and and I'd still have the season lead on him. Tammy is 30 and 35. I think breaking that down by percentage points, she has a higher winning percentage than you do, Ben. So, I mean, much point, much, much like right. the fantasy football championship game last year, she's beating you again. Yes. And awesome. I know she'll get, she'll get a big kick out of me saying that out on the show. So, awesome. <laughs> so shout out to mom. Awesome. Yeah, she did. She did awesome. Uh, all right. So let's do Banker Tank. Who you got? Let me go Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, and Amari Cooper. Oh, and, and, and Bank? Uh, uh, yeah, want... and Bank. Oof. Listen, this is one of three big games for him in the year. And why do I say it's a big game, Chris? Because he's facing the Cincinnati Bengals, which means absolutely nothing to the Cowboys. And when does Amari Cooper perform? In games where it means absolutely nothing. Oh, nobody's better when it doesn't matter than Amari Cooper. Absolutely. So this means nothing. This is not this there's there's no empirical data. There's no statistics. I am not going off of a prediction model that says he's gonna score this many points. No, no, no. This is purely on I know what he is, and he shows up on games that don't matter. So, ladies and gentlemen. Play in the first week of the playoffs. If you're in the playoffs right now, go ahead and play Amari Cooper. Well, I think decisions like that are the reason you're not in the playoffs. Yeah, no, 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 it's your no, opinion, you, not mine. You had to see that coming. You had to see that coming. All right. True. For me, I have, despite a poor performance last week, Justin Herbert, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I'm going to highlight him going against the Eagles. Kind of the reason, but not necessarily their defense isn't terrible, but nobody had a normal offseason. Nobody had a normal preseason. Okay. So then they come into the season not stretched out the way they normally would be. Michael Thomas gets hurt at week one. Doesn't come back. <laughs> Despite being ready to come back in week five or six, had the altercation with the teammate, suspended a game, had the bye week. Didn't really come back to week eight or nine, I believe. And it's been slowly been getting back better and better and better. Wasn't able to practice a lot of those weeks. Add that to no off season. It took this guy a long time to really get in a groove. I think you're seeing him get better every game. This past weekend, I think he had like 10 for 110 or something like that. Really good game. Really solid game. A Michael Thomas game. You're going to see him have another Michael Thomas game. A real Michael Thomas game. Like, seven or eight for 120 and two touchdowns this week. He's going to go off. 
whether it doesn't matter who's quarterbacking. It can be Taysom Hill, can be Drew Brees. Be a lot easier if it was Drew Brees. This guy's going to have a monster game. He's back. He's stretched out. He's feeling good. He's in the he's in the groove. They want that number one seed. They want that by a week. They're not letting off the gas. All right. So my tank is going to be uh, at quarterback Alex Smith. Uh, I'm going to go Zach Moss and Allen Robinson. Now, unfortunately for Allen Robinson, he's he's currently stuck on a team that really has no starting quarterback. That poor guy. Uh, I don't have real faith in Nick Foles. I have even less faith in, in Mitchie three picks. Uh, it's it's just it's just bad. So this is an indictment on the quarterback situation. It's an indictment on Nagy himself, um, allowing this to continue to fester. This this this. We thought we and, and admittedly we both thought that they resolved it with Nick Foles. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I really they, did. They, they didn't. So they, if Nagy wants to keep his job, he needs to cut all ties and move on. Try to get himself, try to get him a quarterback some way, somehow that actually is a reasonable quarterback. And Allen Robinson, even though he's facing Houston, Houston has no secondary. They have no defense. They have nothing to speak of. He's just not going to get some, he's not going to get the love because the quarterbacks are that bad. All right. Tank, I have Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup. I'm going to highlight Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's been the best running back in the league so far to this point. Although I do feel it's a bit of an asterisk as far as the best goes because neither Saquon Barkley nor Christian McCaffrey have been playing this season. Most of it. Uh, it doesn't take away from what he's done, though. I think you're starting to see him. We're down a little bit. If I were the Vikings and they got a shot of the playoffs, which as of right now, like I said, we said earlier, they're in right now. They want to be smart with him. Limit his carries. Don't have him continue to get hit. Uh, going over the middle, catching a two-yard pass from Kirk Cousins because Cousins cannot hang a receiver out to dry. Like, don't, don't rely on him to keep Dalvin Cook healthy. Limit his receptions. Use Alexander Madison more. Tampa Bay has a very good line. They have a pretty solid defense in general. And Dalvin Cook is this is just a game. This is just a situation of I think he's. This will be a game where they realize they have to start limiting him, because the guy's been carrying the team on his back. All year. And followed by Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, they couldn't do it because Kirk Cousins can't throw unless he's down by 15. So, nothing against Dalvin. Love Dalvin Cook. Great talent. But they have they have stepped on the gas with him from the start of the season, and they have not let up, and it's going to start showing. It's going to add up. Tampa Bay has a good enough defense to be the team he hits the wall against. Vikings got to be smarter. All right. Game of the week. So, I'm on with... The Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants. Now, one would think I'm going with that that game because of the Cardinals. Nay, I am going with it because of the New York Giants. As we have pointed out how horrible this division is, 
every game matters. I know that's kind of dumb thing to say, but it, it in this in this instance, it absolutely does. Because Washington faces uh, at three of the four games, uh, the 49ers, the Panthers, and the Eagles to end the season. And the Giants have a little bit harder, harder road. I can't speak right now. What the hell? Uh, they have a little bit of harder, harder road. Uh, they got the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Cowboys could be a cupcake game, but uh, the three teams before that are going to need those those wins. Yeah. So every game the Giants play, they need to win that game, especially with the relatively easier opponents, especially off the heels of a uh, win against the undefeated Steelers. If they don't win the division, they're not in the playoffs because they're just that bad of a division. So I think I think this game will be very important to decide whether or not the Giants are this game as they could go 0-3 in the last three weeks. And if Washington matches them, then they're in. I just think I think this game right here is very important for the Giants because this is probably outside of the Cowboys game, this is their best opportunity to put together a win. The Ravens are not going to let them win uh, that game. And Cleveland Browns are going to need that game because they're in a fight as well in the AFC uh, North. All right, I have uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I mean, you have a team like Buffalo who looked incredibly good yesterday. Well, two days ago, actually, if you're Listen to this time. When it releases Wednesday, looked incredibly good Monday night against the 49ers. They came up with big plays when they had to. That offense can really run. Uh, whether they have the running game or it's it's up to Josh Allen's arm, they prove they're more than capable uh, with that offense to do whatever they need to do. The defense is not, by any means, uh, an embarrassment. Uh, not quite as good as I thought they'd be, but still very good. And they're going against an angry and embarrassed Steelers team. You're going to see the real Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know who that is because they've struggled against bad teams this year and still come back and won. And they've had some injuries. So you're going to see exactly what this team has. You're going to win or lose. If they come out and lay an egg or come out and just look flat, then you'll know this start that the Steelers had was just a, a, a very unique set of circumstances that led them to this, what, a 12-0, 11-0 beginning. Um, I don't think that will happen. I think you're going to have Roethlisberger coming out throwing the ball everywhere. You know, they, they're hopefully going to try to run the ball for their sake. The defense is going to step up. You're going to have the same thing on Buffalo. You're going to have two teams who want to win, who are jockeying for position in the AFC. The Bills know how big this is. They beat the Steelers. They didn't have the tiebreaker, and they're one game behind. And they very much want that. Uh, it doesn't help them very much in Kansas City, but you can only do what you can only do. So, I think Buffalo wins this game. Uh, I do think the Steelers show some heart, though. I don't think they're going to roll over and play dead, but I think Buffalo wins this game. And it's going to get really interesting in Pittsburgh. Anything else? Are you good? 
Um, just a side note, it's 17-10 at halftime. Uh, Baltimore and Dallas. It's already halftime? Yeah, they're, they're about wow. to. Yeah. Baltimore it's a fast-moving game. Yeah, Baltimore better pull this win out because otherwise it's going to get real tough. That was, those tiebreakers are really going to start to factor in. A certain uh, <clears throat> New England team has a tiebreaker over them. That's oh man, that's one of the other reasons I was so upset with the way that Jets game turned out. They have the Patriots have the tiebreakers o- over the Raiders, and if the Raiders lose that game against the Jets, they're six and six, and so are the Pats. Which means if the Ravens were to lose this game and become six and six, the Pats also, like you just said, have the tiebreaker over them. So then it gets really interesting playing some of those division games down the stretch. Uh, it's going to be an interesting final four weeks. But, yeah, Baltimore loses this game. They're – I mean, nobody nobody on that team's in danger. Harbaugh's not getting fired. Jackson's not going to be the starter. But they're going to have to take some take some stock and reassess some things. Find some wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, get, get – yeah, get – Get a real wide receiver. Get Lamar some help. Maybe bring in Zach Ertz to work with Mark Andrews. That'd be a nice tight end combo. I'm all set, Chris. All right. That is going to do it for episode 107. If you have any questions or comments about anything you heard on this episode or previous episodes, Ben and I would love to hear from you. And where can they get in touch with us? Uh, You can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTS pod. Facebook is Ben and Chris talk sports or the website bctspod.com. Thank you once again for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, we greatly appreciate the support. Uh, We ask that if you enjoy the show, maybe leave a rating and review on your podcast uh, platform of choice and tell a friend. Maybe you got a sports fan in your life that you know that's looking for a a new podcast to listen to. Maybe give us a shot. We greatly appreciate that. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you right back here next Wednesday. Thank you.